I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Got it! Patrick Sorrowful! Not muck around, get straight into it. Yep. Um, so we're looking at the, what are we, five, six days out from the first game of round one of yep. season 2015. Um, we've given up on the mystery AFL theatre 2.014K um, because they take too bloody long to record. That, and to be fair, we're just looking at a bit of practice for when yeah. the season starts. You know, yeah, exactly. Get used to this whole format of podcasting and actually having something that's worth listening to. Yeah, we finally figured out which chords go in which plugs and how to turn it on and off. We've actually got a couple of interviews lined up that'll be particularly interesting to some yeah, people as well. well. Yeah, we'll announce them later. We'll when, wait till they're in, when they're in actually the bag first. In the bag, yeah, exactly right. But we've, the Clicking Balls team have put a few tendrils out into the AFL community. and We've got a lot out there. And seeing, <laughs> seeing what comes back. Um, so if you know anybody that's half interesting, let us know. <laughs> yeah, not, make suggestions. We're, we're not fussy. Even we're if they lie and say they play AFL, we're fine with that. Yeah. We'll play along. We're doing it. We're not shy about approaching people either. No. Um, so we thought we'd go through um, just the, the whole... Um, predictions for this year and I don't know how we're going to hold ourselves to them but uh, we'll see what we think is coming up for 2015 alright the internet doesn't remember shit <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah before we, we line up for a couple of games in round one so easiest place to start I think um, the top four so Brenton who you got as your top four for 2015 well I had a bit of a think about it and I came up with the same boring answers as probably everybody everyone. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got I had Hawks Port Frio and Sydney and Frio were... Frio's an interesting one. It was, because I actually, if if anyone was actually listening, at the start of our MA2K, we actually had to designate a ladder that we anticipated people would finish. Yep. And so I, I felt obliged to stick to that. However, I was going to do a little audible and take Frio out for Geelong, because I thought they've been all right. Yeah. I think they're managing their list pretty well, so... I've made a lot of audibles on that original 18 yeah. um, that I put in. So I think, like, who have you got, Josh? You got... Um, I think Hawthorne Port, everyone's going to have those two in. Yeah, yeah, and and, and Sydney. I think everyone's got Sydney in. No, I've dropped you, Sydney you've out. You've dropped Sydney out. I That's... think Sydney's going to struggle this year. Um, the other two I had were North and Richmond, just because I think um, North showed last season they they can beat the top teams. They just need to get consistency. Yep. And I think Richmond are going to they're going to like the little bit of finals action they had, and I reckon they'll go a little deeper this year. And I mean, North have strengthened their their list in regards to going deeper in September. Or? Yeah, a fair crack. I don't think they've lost that much in the off season, and they've added just uh, Greenwood. But they've added uh, Greenwood, of course they did. But they've added um, Wait, Wait, Higgins, Higgins, and uh, Wait had a pretty good nab. Like and um, and also uh, Ben Brown has come along mm. nice well, and Kane Turner too. Yep, that's right. What's that? Oh, you bloody phones on the thing. No, not um, much. Well, I've I got Port Hawks and Sydney and Geelong as well. Um, I actually had Geelong dropping out. Yep, I can't remember who I put in there, but. After I saw the nab and I thought, well, Mitch Clark's actually playing really well. Yeah. Um, I reckon they look all right. But, um, yeah, Richmond's a funny one then. 
You put in Richmond are going to jump from eighth up to up to fourth. I think at their at their best, they're a top four side. Uh, Uh, If they can get closer to their best a little bit more often, they'll be brilliant. Nab Cup's hard to judge on, but um, they did look all right. And that um, North versus Richmond game was a decent Nab Cup game. It's probably one of the better preseason games I've I've watched. It was a very clean game for very early in the season. Like there was a lot of nice um, high percentage disposal. And not a lot of the clangers you see so often at the start of the season. And I think both teams ran out with a, like, not a full-strength side, but close. It was like a feeling out a match. It yeah. was, you know, there was some intent behind it. But I think um, just looking, I mean, it's hard, like I said, it's hard to tell much from um, the NAB challenge. But just looking physically at the Tigers squad, they looked like they'd trimmed down a little bit. Like a little bit. Martin looked a bit bit more slimmer. And I think there might be a conscious effort to, to play their running and attacking style of football into the deeper part of the season. If they do, I think they'll do really well. Yeah. Like their ability to run and control the ball when yeah. they're in flight and running in packs is brilliant. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting. I don't know if it was a NAB challenge only thing, but um, uh, Jack Rewatt playing out of the middle for most of the game rather than the goal square. Yeah. And Very I, interesting. I know they they experimented a little bit. I can't remember if it was last season or the season before when it was just a bit too one-dimensional up forward. We didn't really have uh, enough people to give options. And yep. you get frustrated. So then they just put him on the winger up forward. And he actually played played really well. And the thing is, we were watching those games uh, at the MCG and you'd actually see the effort that he would put in when he hasn't got the ball and not he, getting the ball. He gets a rough uh, a rough trot with some of the media sometimes. Yeah, but I find when he's when he's up the ground a bit, he's compelled to put in effort and you notice yeah. the effort a lot more. Yeah. Imagine Richo watching that going, yeah, it's his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what happened to him. He gets shit delivery. He'd be running backwards and forwards around the 50-meter yeah. arc and they put him on the wing and all of a sudden he's fucking fine. Yeah, everyone talks about, you know, Nick Rewalt's work rate. Um Richo was the same if not better. Yeah. It just didn't yeah. get seen as much. Exactly Nick, right. And uh, uh, Nick, Nick, Nick Rewalt. Yeah. Um, with um, with Nick, he doesn't um, get the shits when they don't yeah. kick him the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did. I think just, just want to take a photo of his knob. Yeah, I think um, Rewalt sort of figured out a while ago that he may have to go get his own ball every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> He's not scared, you know, kicking yeah. out from fullback, leading out from the goal square. Yeah. <laughs> Richard had plenty of plenty of ones come in the fifty, but they're always just getting bombed in by <laughs> someone who wasn't even looking where they were going. Um. Now, Frio, you, you put Frio, they, they finished top four this year. Last year, yeah. Last year, sorry, 2014. Yeah. Um, finished fourth. And, and you reckon they'll they'll stick? Well, I did. You did. <laughs> Still not really sure so about you, it now. You want to change it now? I reckon they're going to struggle. I just honest. feel bad about changing it. But nah, fuck it, it, all right. We yeah. never got there, so. Yeah. Because I did. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think Frio are going to get there, to be well, honest. They haven't changed their list at all. Yeah. Um, Sylvia still hasn't come through. Yeah, Colin Sylvia and Crowley's in big trouble. And I think with that list, it it doesn't give you a whole lot of options to sort of revolutionise a, a game plan for a match. Like yep. they've got that one style that they play, and they've uh, recruited to play that style. Is that the list or is that the coach? Uh, well, uh, it's got to be the coach in the end, doesn't yeah. it? Because he sets what they're going to be looking for in their list. Yeah. So yeah, buck stops with him. And I mean, he's obviously, obviously, got to start from somewhere, and he has to play the cards he's dealt at the beginning, but. Been you still there. have a plan when you're going for these jobs. You look at the squad, and that's that's the plan you take into the meeting to try and get the gig. Well, he's been there four or five years now, and yeah. they stayed away from trade week. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they didn't stay away, but they didn't do anything. Yeah, they weren't terribly so, active. Um, and, and not even you know trading picks to try and move up the order or anything like that. Um, and they've got to be careful with their picks. So they like to pick you know Western Australians so that they mm. don't, don't keep going home. Don't keep going yeah. home exactly. But, I mean, they've got a lot of recycled players in there already. Yeah. I mean, you're like, well, Sylvia is one, Pierce, Dawson. 
Um, I guess you can say McFarlane, but and I mean one the, the waffle is a legit, you know, yeah. junior league, and there are lots of talent that runs league, around yeah. in there. I mean, just uh, the mature age players that you get from there, and they get a good look, very at handy, them, yeah, more than anyone else. But they're another year older. Um, yeah. I their improvement from last year might be in just getting players on the track more often. Yeah, yeah. Um, Honestly, I don't. I, I wouldn't put money on it. I think they're going to go backwards. Yeah, I, I got to miss in the top four as well. But I think they're they're probably still got enough class and systems to make the eight but not the four and I mean just the fact that they they do have a lot of skills and their home ground advantage is a real advantage yeah, as well you've got to pencil in a few yeah. just based on that um, but conversely though it works against them sometimes because they'll have games in in Melbourne where you know Sandland stays home yeah true and, mm. and stuff like that like they've lost to Saints the last couple of years yeah and, and that um, the other interesting one I thought there was Sydney you reckon Sydney won't make the four no I, I just I can't see them being consistent all season. And uh, I might agree with that as well. I think one problem they may have is just cohesion with that group. It's hard to get them all on the track at the same time for an yeah. expend, extended period of time and really see how your game plan is going to play well, out. Tibbetts never had a full season with them. This yeah. is his third year at Sydney. Yeah. And I think he, he had suspension for half a year in his first year. And, and yeah. last year he was missing for... Um, half the year with injury and then he had a shocker in the grand final but yeah. he wasn't Robinson Crusoe there um, I think yeah, they they could go either way Sydney they could get you know minor premiers again or they could struggle to make the eight um, their back line is going to be the issue well yeah they're, they're very heavily stacked forward and they've got an all star forward line that any team would love to have yeah. but uh, the half backs and the full back line I, I just don't see an all Australian there I don't see how they're going to be able to play the rebound footy that a lot of successful teams have been well their best rebounder was always Malcheski and he's not there yeah he's um, you know he's you can say he's part of the um, the high paying forward lines just doesn't leave much room for anybody else and he's taking the big money and going to the Gold Coast and good on him you know yeah. I, think odd. A, I think it's a brilliant move for him because the yeah. Gold Coast needs someone in the back line that's it yeah. I mean then the Gold Coast are looking pretty good and I, yeah. I think with, on the with, up. with Sydney is they're also getting a Get a bit old in the legs as well, which it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it just means you have to recruit a lot smarter. And I think the prime example of that is Hawthorne, who've got you know some older players, but the way they've recruited to fill holes and just smart recruitments as well, ones that didn't cost a heap of cash, ones that might get two or three years out of them, but they're yeah. doing their part to keep this success going. Well, that's where a, a premiership team comes from more often than not, is that how you recruit the recycled players. Yeah. And you look at... Um, but Out you, of last season, you say probably Adelaide did it best, or the last couple of seasons, with Betts and Podsy Adley. Those are two players who had a brilliant 2014. Yeah, better than I thought they would have. Um, mm. You kind of forgot how good Betts was. And Podsy Adley, you mm. thought, wow, you know, um, Walker's coming back from a knee. He'll fill in a little bit there. But he, he played really well. He, more than earned his paycheck. He did. Put a bit of discipline amongst the troops as well. Yeah, I yeah, think that's but, what they needed too. Yeah, just to make sure you, you hold your structure when you're playing, you don't get sucked into positions that you shouldn't be in. Yeah, and just having a bit more perspective on on the match overall. Um, okay, so we got top fours there. Ooh, go back. Um, yeah, oh, the other one was Geelong. Um, I thought they might slide down a bit. I mean, they went out in straight sets last year, but they're still Geelong. Yeah, they're still always thereabouts. Yeah, um, and they haven't. I mean, they've started to move on a few players that are around the middle like yep. uh, Taylor Hunt and Travis Varco yeah um, picked up Mitch Clark obviously and um, was that nearly Cockatoo Cockatoo yeah, yeah. he is going to be something special yeah. and we're in number five at Geelong really? yeah. as well wow yeah. um, 
I hope they don't expect too much from him this year because it is his first year. Although I think he's, uh, I don't think he's seventeen or eighteen. I think he's a little bit older. Yep. Um, but um, look, he's he's going to have twelve or fourteen really good games. He's going to have a hell of a highlight reel. I don't yeah. know if he's going to yeah. be consistent through all the season, and but if, he is going to look brilliant in spots. And if Motlot's fit um, without injury, they could yeah. They, yeah. they, they could be like the Geelong of old. Yeah, I don't much care for Motlop. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, the thing is, Geelong uh, tend to be pretty good at handling their young talent as well, in regards to expectations and how they, they blood them into the yeah. game. Yeah, it's been a great system for a long time. Still waiting. They've had a few, you know, little talent. I know Billy Smets had a couple of games, which he showed a bit of promise. And Something. Just still don't know if he's not in an environment where he can become that, that key player or whether he's sort of mellowed out. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, played they, out his talent. They've been able to do that because guys like Jimmy Bartell is yeah. taking a step back. You know, he's sort of playing yep. that quarterback role um, across the half back and pinch hitting forward and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I mean his breakout season was a huge step forward too. Oh, so yeah. it was sort of he was one of those guys that was managed well and came out of nowhere and picked up a Brownlow. Didn't yeah. even take a date to the Brownlow. I think. Hasn't had trouble since then. Yep. Um, okay, so out of the top four, um, obviously we believe the premier is going to come out of those four. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, I was trying to think of a dark horse come out of the out of the bottom right. four. But... Who's your premiership favourite, and who's the the dark horse then? Well, the, my favourite is the Hawks. It's pretty tough to to go past how they've been playing. You know what I mean? And you got to give them the <coughs> the benefit of the doubt that they're going to continue that form into this season. Not much has changed. It seems to have just strengthened. And the dark horse, the yeah. dark horse. A question without notice. All right, yeah. right, we'll come back to it. Yeah. Who, who you got? I've got Port. I reckon. If they had a, a better um, first quarter in the elimination final, they would have been premiers. And you can, you can throw as many ifs as you like, yeah. but um, they, I thought, had the better of Hawthorne for most of that game. They just didn't put it on the scoreboard, which, you know, is Hawthorne's defensive pressure as well. But uh, I think the way Port played that uh, elimination, elimination final was premiership quality except for their finishing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they sort of... Uh came out of the blocks in the first quarter and then went to sleep for two quarters and then came home with a wet sail. But, mm. um, yeah, not enough. And um, they, they probably still could have done it in the last quarter, but, you know, they didn't. And uh, Hawthorne got the chocolates. Um, I, I picked the Hawks as well, just because um, two in a row. And they haven't lost any of their best 22 from last year. And a matter of fact, they've added to it. You, you'd expect that, like, they're, this, I think, the second oldest list in the league. So yeah. there's got to be atrophy at some stage. Yeah. It had to be last year too, and, yeah. and it just didn't happen. And they had one of the horrible injury runs, yep. and it didn't matter. And now they've added um, Frawley, O'Rourke, and Jed Anderson's back, yeah. and he was tearing it up during the NAB Cup. And I think for Hawks to, to lose the flag this year, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take um, a team with a, a game plan that's specifically designed to beat to Hawthorne. Beat Hawthorne yeah. And they're going to be good enough to beat the other teams along the way. But I mean, that's what... You know, all those teams in that top yeah. six should be looking at is, yeah. all right, if we're going to win, we've got to beat Hawthorne. And it's just been that way with the dynasties of the last 10, 20 years. Yeah. When you look at Brisbane and even Essen had a good season there, play a different style of footy, and Hawthorne, obviously, and Geelong, obviously, had theirs. And yeah. It's always been that, that one sort of, rev- not revolutionary, but an evolution of, of a style uh, to play AFL. And then you have to have that counter, counter evolution counter in defense. Yeah. And I think. That's, that'll be the chance for someone to beat them. And he's my dark horse. If anyone does it this year, I think it'll be Gold Coast. Really? I think, I think they'll be able to have the talent and the sort of the the leadership to 
implement a game plan that could beat Hawthorne. I don't think they will. Yeah. But I think if, if it happens, and that's where it'll come from, a team like that. Um, Gold Coast is an interesting one because you've had Gary's had um, you know six months off. Yep. Um, you got Malcheski down the back leading the troops. You mm. got um, May next to him, who was I don't know if he was in the All Australian squad last year, but if he wasn't, he was just outside yeah. it. Yeah. And he's going to be the premier key backman for the next ten yeah. years. I'll tell you, if Gold Coast don't make finals, they'll oh, have had a poor season. Yeah. 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 Uh, new coach as well in Rodney Ede, which would be interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought McKenna was a bit unlucky there, but yeah, so do I. So do I. Look, I think he, he had one more season to prove himself, I, yep. in my opinion. Uh, obviously not shared by uh, people at Gold Coast hey, HQ. Yeah, but, uh, but that's where it goes. You know, th- there's two types of coaches, those that are going to be sacked and those that have been. Yeah, yeah. and the thing is, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if this was uh, a, a plan that they had organised from a long way out and the time's come and they've implemented it, regardless of what the results were. This was yep. their plan and they're sticking with it. Yeah, and all, all those gun midfielders that they've drafted over the years... Yeah. That, Now's the time. Like they can't yeah. muck around anymore, and that's why I think um, Gary Ablett being out for half of last season might have been a good thing going into this season. Give those players that little bit of exposure to not have to rely on him and yeah. just see how they fit into a game plan without Gary Ablett. But while he's out too, he's still turning up the games and everything. So you're still getting Gary yeah, Ablett's exactly. input. So you know if you're one of the midfielders and yep. you're still going to Gary Ablett pulls you aside and says, nah. "Mate, try uh, try running a, yeah. a bit more to the wall." Mate, oh, a pile of sauce. <laughs> <laughs> You throw in your jumper and go get it. But uh, having him in the club is worth another two years of development for their yeah. midfield. Yeah. I think it's last year of his contract this year too. So um, You'd have to think he's not going I, anywhere. I, I can't see him going back home to Geelong. Um, no. I reckon he'll stay there. I think he's pretty stoked up there, to be honest. Likes, I don't think he's going anywhere. Likes the beaches. Yeah. Um, yeah, Port are the other, you know, I think with the bookies, they're the next favourites. But it does yeah. feel like they've been running on emotion the last two years. Yeah, and that's got to stop at some stage, and you and the skill and the talent's got to take over. But yeah. I mean, you know, the, the they haven't landed yet, so it, it seems to me that they've just sort of cemented that they're really in the mix for second or third best team. Yeah. I think they've never proven they've got that that consistent ability to topple Hawthorne or something like that. Like on any given day, yeah, they can do it. But I think when you look at a consistent style of football they're going to play, I don't think it's at that level yet. But you know, like you it, said, they haven't landed I think yet. What will hurt? The thing will hurt them the most is their ability to run the ball quickly is brilliant, but yeah. in the wet weather, it's going to struggle. So yeah, if it's true. if it's dewy, if it's chilly, their game falls apart. Um, yeah. That is what's going to be a big question mark on them: how they play in the wet. But uh, other than that, their ability to transition is second to none. Well, yeah, it's, it's demoralizing to the opposition. Yeah, and, and they can beat any team. Yeah, um, if they put it all together, but um, I don't think they'll catch people by surprise this year either. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, um, but you know, I think uh, they'd be setting themselves up for a grand final. That'll be their par. They yep. won't be happy with a prelim. Yeah, last year they were, it got the feeling that they were happy to make the prelim, and then yep. they got three points away, and then all of a sudden they weren't happy anymore, <laughs> which is good because it means they want more. Yeah, and the thing is also, if you thought the English media were bad on the English cricket team, <laughs> you wait until the South Australian football team does bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how can you, but how can you finish third or third or fourth, whatever, and, uh, and still be considered bad? Like, I, I thought yeah. the only reason that you'd come down on port is because they should have won that game. Yeah, I mean, they should have won it with... They, I, I disagree with that they dominated the majority of the game, though. I, th- I think they dominated for 15 minutes of the last quarter and 20 minutes of the first quarter, and then for the rest of it, um, the Hawks dictated it. 
And um, even the, the final quarter um, comeback, there was um, Ruffy had a, a snap on goal and it looked like Hawks had put the cue in the rack. Um, and then it's a testament to Port that late in the game, they could turn it on that quickly. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's history and it all happens, but now they've got to start from scratch again. And I think Ken Hinckley signed on again, so they're pretty stable off-field. They've got a new stadium deal, so yep. that side's mm. up. So, so they're all working up to it. Um, this is their, their big year to make a to make a go at it. I guess it depends how they approach it, which you'll you find out the first time they play Hawthorne, whether they're going to be like... Anzac Day? Yeah, anytime really? Hawthorne get close to them, they'll be like, oh no, not again, not again. Or they're going to be like, nah, not fucking having it. Yeah. And they run over the top of them. It's almost like they're too young um, to be scared. Like, yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Yeah. If, if they were older and more experienced, they'd be worried. But they're not. They, they seem like they've got that that youthful it's arrogance. It's kind of like their premiership team from 07 or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, was it? Yeah, 04. 04. 04. Yeah. They just need a bar and pick it. 07, they were 116 points short. Oh, that's right. That was a, that was a, that was a great uh, grand final where you stopped watching half time and you just got pissed with your mates. <laughs> um, okay, so there's Premier. So the other end, who's getting the spoon this year? Is it a consensus? Well, I've got Melbourne. Melbourne? Yeah. No, I, wow. I didn't have Melbourne. I thought Melbourne might do uh, oh. moderately better than in past seasons. I've got... Yep. Um, I've written them off. One of two, one of two ways. If uh, the season goes uh, uninterrupted, St Kilda, I, yeah, I can't see him going anywhere. I got Saints. Yeah. If um, the AFL decides to keep fucking around <laughs> the supplement saga, <laughs> it's Essendon. Essendon, yep. <laughs> see, I, I think if you take out the 2012 Essendon players, I think they can still beat St Kilda. Um, yeah, Saints are in trouble. But I've got the Saints. The whole um, Essendon supplement saga thing and getting in uh, rookie players, it, it's a Hollywood movie waiting to be made. <laughs> the <Yeah>. replacements. <laughs> the replacements. Just, you know, as if you would um, have a reality TV show. Fuck it. Get everyone from the recruit in. Get them on there. Get them on the field. Let them go nuts. Fuck it. Uh, you could do it like, like they did in Formula One where you just pay for your spot in the team. <laughs> Highest bidder. Where you go. That's one way Jeffrey Edison would get back on the ground. Um They've done something funny though with their their ringers. Um, they've brought in apparently they've separated them from training, so they don't know the Essendon style of play. So they've really <laughs> brought them in as ringers, not as now, an extension of the yeah. team. I would have thought Essendon to be really cautious about separating players off. <laughs> yeah, based on past experience, be like, what are you guys doing? Nothing, totally nothing, absolutely legit. But uh, Joey Danaher looked good again in the NAB uh, challenge, but he looked good last year too. Yeah, um, looks like he's got his look hips. Good. It, it looks like, like he that. needs to. Have a good meal or two. Yeah. Yeah, you could do with a little bit of time in the weight room. A little bit no, of time. A at, little bit of time and all you can eat buffet, I'd settle yeah. for. He's tiny. But um, Melbourne. Melbourne have been unlucky. I, I can't see him getting past double figures. Yeah, I've just I'm just gone off the Melbourne Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> can't drink anymore. I hear it all the time and I'm like, I want them to be good. And now but, I'm just going, no, not going to be. Well, they got um, picked two and three from the draft last year. Yeah. And I've got a feeling one of them's done an ACL, but I can't remember which one. Not the track of the other one. Um, and uh, we've been waiting to see Jesse Hogan forever. We keep hearing how good he is. Yep. Um, and like Dave Hughes said on the footy show, he's the best player to never play the game. Yep. Um, so... You can be as cautious as you can ever be with Melbourne. Yeah. But I, I reckon they're going to be in that 14 to 12 round there somewhere. But but yeah. I think Melbourne's got an upside. Like They've, they've yeah. shown flashes of bits where you'd watch the game. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> yep. um, St. Kilda, they turn up and you're like, oh, oh shit. fuck. I mean, and they had their good win against Frio, but it wasn't a good game to watch even. I think but, they, they all have a pivotal role in, in some of the events this season, but I'll get onto that a bit later on. Yep. 
Um, and it's Ruzi's last year at the Hellman too. Yep. Uh, Goodwin takes over next year, so that'll be interesting for Back him. to St. Kilda. Can you think of one of their players you want in your side? Oh, besides Rui. But um, even then, would you trade Roughhead for him? No. No, of course not. And no. I can't think of... I can think of probably a, a half dozen full forwards I'd have ahead of him. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a good centre forward. Did he make All Australian last year? He was yeah, in yeah the, I think so. He went close. He's really. He was in the. He was he in had the a pretty standout year. He, was, he had a great year. He's had, he was going a fair few Brownlow votes too. Yeah, I think he was for a while there. But we're never going to get close because they didn't win enough games. But yeah, um, he still had a two votes. he had a Benjamin Button season. I think um, come back a bit. Yeah, oh, he keeps on keeping on. Hmm. He, he's a he's, oh, a he's a quality player, but. How long can you be a quality player in a shit team before you're expected to lift that team? Well, I mean, they've made a couple of grand finals with him there, but they're definitely in their rebuilding phase, and I think they're quite proud of their rebuilding phase. They've stockpiled draft picks the last two years, and I think one more year of stockpiling draft picks for them. Yeah. I can't see them going up. Um, You know, they've got number one, Paddy McCartan, who hopefully will um, get some game time. Um, But yeah, um, 18th for me. Um, and the other one I've picked that could go low is uh, the Bulldogs. Um, they've lost their captain. They've lost Liberatore. Um, Boyd is still going to take another year before he gets ready. Bontepelli had a great first season, but he'll, he might have a second season blues. Um, lost Higgins as well. Yep. Um, and they've lost some of their depth players like um, Jason Tutt. Yeah. Um, See, I'm on the opposite. I reckon Bulldogs are a surprise. I don't think they'll make finals, but I think they'll get up there. Yeah, I think there's definitely a chance. They've got some youngsters coming through that are going to be crackers. Bontepelli was one you just mentioned. I think he's going to be a brilliant player. Yeah, definitely. Oh, they love the Bont down there. They were, they were gutted that he didn't get the Rising Star last year. Yeah, Rising Star. He'll get a Brownlow before he's done. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah, if anybody's going to beat St. Kilda to the spoon, I've put, um, I've put the Bulldogs down. Uh, okay, now to the big awards. Uh, who's going to win the goal kicking? The goal kicking? It's going to be... See, I was I was really hard when I was looking at teams on picking who's going to be the. I was I was thinking it's going to be Cameron or Rewalt, but I reckon Rewalt will play up, so I didn't put him in there. So I'm going with Cameron. However, I've got a darkie for this one as well. Okay, I've got Jared Waite as a dark horse. <laughs> yep, I don't know about that. Okay, I've, I've got Walker. I reckon he, if he plays a full season, he can kick an absolute skinful. I've I've picked Tex as well. Yeah, uh, I think Adelaide. Um, they've got a new coach. Last year, they should have done a lot better than they did. Um, they won so much of the ball in the middle and just didn't convert for some reason. Um, and this year, if they turn it on and um, Taylor plays uh, an entire year, you know, it's the second year back from a knee, Rico, could be a lot of opportunities for him to kick goals. And he was smacking them in from 50 with ease. And without that, like, the delivery from the Adelaide midfield is really good. It's got to be better, yeah. It's um, got- so I, I really think he's, he's, he's got the ability... And the delivery to kick it a, a ton. Yep. Like, uh, and you'd probably say 70 goals will win it for you. Yeah. I and think he'll kick, kick 90. 70 easy, yeah. Um, I think the only thing that can stop him is if um, Franklin, is his second year at the Swans, if he plays like he did last year and they're used to him now, he, he could still kick 100 the way he was going. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I put um, Walker down for mine as well for the yeah. Coleman. Swans don't tend to have massive high scores though. They tend to play a more controlled game. At least it, they used to. They, yeah, they've sort it of improved a bit now. a little bit. But I mean, you know, he's the reigning Col- Coleman medalist. And yeah, true. I think he can do it again. Um, his marking last year was phenomenal. Um, he hasn't marked that well for you know, since 2008 at Hawthorne. Um, and he was their only good player for the grand final, I'd say. 
Um, okay, so the other big award is the Brownlow, and God knows how you pick this after the end of the season, let alone before it. But um, who you got for Brownlow, Brenton? Well, I've got I've gone the same route this one. I think Ablett's the obvious choice, and yep. but the thing is, I don't want to stick with Ablett, so I've got a darkie again. <clears throat> I've got Dane Zorko. Zorko, yeah, yep. interesting. Ah. I was looking at the Brisbane midfield as well. He's my dark horse because they've got um, you got Dane Beams going up there. You've got Daniel Rich, who's just out out gun. Yeah, and I think back. think it's going to be really hard to to deal with Brisbane's midfield. Yeah, who do you tag? Exactly right. And yeah. I think um, Beams will have a standout. And the thing is, it's his third year in AFL, but I didn't realise he's turning 26 this year. Oh, okay. He's a bit of bit of an experienced so player, but... Mature age. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, but he, he missed out on the draft in 2007. Just didn't get picked up. And he played up in Queensland for, for Broadbeach for... Few, about five, four or five years or something. Picked yeah. up four straight best and fairest. Captain the under twenty ones Queensland side, and then he was playing in. I think it's called the North East AFL uh, League. Neefel, yeah, yeah. And he picked up the best and fairest there as well, and then got yeah. a gig. So he's determined. I think he's at that right age where he's ready. Got three seasons under his belt and a lot of confidence going into the season. So there's my darky. Well, I think with the Brownlow, you have to say it's a midfielder because it always is. Yeah. Um, I've for mine the the short odds I put on Nat Five. Yeah. Just because even if um Free have a poor season, he's gonna stand out. Yep. Um but the one smart money I put on would be Robbie Gray. Just yep. because he is gonna be a standout in a, a decent midfield and I think Port will have a decent season. And he, he gets noticed too. Was yeah. He ran third or fourth last year or something, he won the players um, yeah. award the Lee Matthews By trophy. A fair bit too, I think. Yeah, I think he got wrapped yeah. up in round yeah. twenty one or something. And I think when you get noticed in that sort of area the umpires notice you more too yeah and yeah, like um, like we found when we were watching games and then putting votes on afterwards you kind of tend to think oh it's always a safe bet to yeah. go for player A which is and you start, you carry thinking, you well, start midfielder that team won so I've got to pick one from there and that was this player and I well, better yeah. even it up because they did have a good first quarter and it's really hard to uh, it's too tough a job for umpires to do after and that's yep. based on me just watching a game and trying to pick the votes and then you go oh shit I've got to do the votes yeah, yeah. And I can see the umpires, they got enough shit to do, enough things to think about during yep. the game. And Yeah. Um, well, I, I picked Fife as well, because um, he's still young, and um, it, the <coughs> tribunal rules have changed so that uh, to accommodate yeah. him, yep. um, <laughs> among other players. Um, so that, that'll help him out a little bit, so hopefully he can keep um, eligible. Um, Selwood, I don't think so. I think he's going to be a bit like Scott West or Sam Mitchell, one of those guys yeah. that gets yep. lots of runners-up and lots of third places, um, but never takes the chocolates. Um, so um, outside of Fife I reckon it could be somebody like Dan Hanabry 
Um, I yeah. think he's got a lot to make up for. Um, but, uh, yeah, it could be interesting. But, I mean, Brownlow's just so hard to bloody pick. All right, yeah. who, who do you reckon would score the, you know, impromptu question, who do you reckon score the best out of a non-midfielder? Um, probably Franklin. I think he gets um, noticed the most. Yeah. Um, it's You can also say a, a lot of runners off the halfback. Um, yeah, but, true. Yeah. You get some, like, small running forwards that... You know, but then again, they usually rotate through the midfield anyway. So yeah, yeah true enough. It's tough to pick just yeah. even out and out positions these days. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I think yeah, we're usual usual suspects there for the Brownlows, and yeah. then it could be somebody like Prittis who comes out a little bit out of the blue. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, now for the coaching staff. Do we reckon there's going to be any coaches sacked this year? And if so, how many? What year was there no coaches sacked? Yeah, it's been a couple of years since it's been that. Yeah, a few, yep, I do. I've actually gone a step further and I've I've picked the round and why. Okay. So, all right. We've got Justin Lepich. Lepich? Yep. Really? He's a corner. No He's chance. a corner. He's a corner. No. I, I tell you, this is how it's going to happen. Brisbane, they're going to be hyped up in the media. got a running midfield, but they're a bit short everywhere else. They're going to they're gonna go six and four up until the round 11 bye. Yep. And the media's going to be all up in arms. going to be finals. Coaches will be booking hotels for September, October <laughs> in Melbourne. And then after the bye, they're going to go on a four-game four losing streak, and the nail in the coffin's going to be round 16 Melbourne at the MCG. And you reckon, so that'll put them at um, a four-game losing streak, makes it six and eight, and then you reckon six and nine, they'll sack the coach. Yeah, I think there's been a hype going in, making finals this year. We're all about it. Wow. And then just a massive disappointment after the break, bye, beaten by Melbourne at the MCG. See you later. He's only just got there, though. So. Yeah, well, so did... Lots of other coaches who got yeah, the fucking ass doing a good job. Two years. It's, and it's, I mean, their board isn't the most stable board. They're known to make yeah, rash decisions. Well, well, and they've got Lee Matthews in there now. So hopefully they're stable now. This is true, but he, he got a knife in the back last time, didn't he? <laughs> no, no, no. He, he left on his own accord he, um, because um, Voss was just named uh, an assistant coach at West Coast. And they said, look, you really want Voss to coach here. I've got one year left of my contract. Get Vossy now and yeah. I'll step out. So that's how he stepped out. Yeah, but um, yeah, when he was trying to get back on the board, then there was a few boots came out for yeah. him. But interesting, the only one you got only Lepich. Yeah, I thought that was enough wild yep. speculation from that's, that's mine's wild. um mine's the one that's probably the most eagerly anticipated by seventeen <laughs> of the eighteen teams. Uh, when Ed has to call Bucks and say, "Son, don't come Monday." Uh, I think that could happen. Probably, they'll start to be calls for it after about yeah. six seven rounds. About 10, 13 rounds, I think there'll be very strong calls for it. And about round 15, 16, there's going to be a phone call made and uh, poor Bucks will be uh, heading heading out. So you're saying Eddie will phone a friend? No. <laughs> I think I think Eddie Eddie will, will go, Bucks, um, you've got a promotion, mate. <laughs> you're now an executive producer of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yep, there you that, go. That can work. Hang on, assistant producer. That's the one to do fuck all, isn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Executives are the ones that uh, yeah. they find other people's money to put you to it. Yep. Um, I reckon there might be two. I've, I've got Hardwick down. Yep. Because uh, Richmond have got something stupid like eight Friday night games. Yeah, And we that's do. the showcase game. If they don't perform yep. on the biggest stage, it means there'll be the most media about it. Yep. And uh, we, we know how skittish clubs can be when the media starts st- clamoring. Bloody oath. Um, if Richmond are, you know, something like four and ten, it's going to be very hard yep. to justify. I mean, yep. was he four years in now or five years in? More, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other one is my weird, wild speculation one: Rossi Lyon. Rossi Lyon gone. Like, if Frio don't finish like sixth or above, if they're you know 
ninth yeah. or if they're ninth, I think he's gone. Yep. If they're eighth or seventh, you really got to start looking at it because he, he almost bet the farm with them again. And yeah. He hasn't turned the list over any. They got a lot of players that are in the right age bracket. If everything goes wrong, you got to start and thinking maybe you're not the bloke for us. Yeah. Well, that's been a big criticism of Ross Lyon is that he, he almost gets there so often, but uh, you can't you can't be a great coach without a flag. Yeah, well, exactly right. Yeah. Can't aim a duck to death. Soon they pull the trigger and win. Yep. But I think there might be a few surprises as well. I mean, the smart way would be um, you don't sack a coach till you've got someone in mind to replace them. Yep. But plenty of clubs have done it, or they've had someone yeah. in mind, and that someone in mind's gone somewhere else. Well, actually, I think that's going to um, go to Ross's disadvantage because they got Peter Sumich as an assistant coach at Frio, and he was highly considered for the Adelaide job, I think. I think, yeah, last I think you're year. Right. He was definitely considered for one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's a very highly rated assistant coach, so. I think they got somebody in the wings who knows the group who's ready to go. Um, it might hurt if if things go wrong for them this year. Who would you have coaching um, Collingwood then? Um, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd have Robert Harvey again. I, I, I like promoting assistants, um, and I think Robert Harvey's been around for ages. Yep. Um, it's just whether he wants to take over the the head role or not. Um, otherwise, you've got um, look. Brendan Bolton at Hawthorne was um, pretty close to getting a, a gig last year. Um, I think he's too nice to sit in the, <laughs> in the big chair. I think he's a, a be a great assistant coach. Um, Bomber Thompson's still around. Yeah, very true. Be yeah. Interesting to see if he. Yeah, he was, I can see down there as an assistant at some point. Bomber. He, he was an Essendon director of coaching or something. No, no, I mean down at Collingwood was he oh. mixed up with them? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he was at Geelong for ages, yeah. but I don't know if he was at Collingwood before then. Actually, that's another one that could be interesting too, is uh, Heard. Like, depending on how this, the latest iteration of this fucking supplement saga yeah. goes, Essendon kind of have had to stick by him for this period. But once that's closed off, and they've got Thompson hanging around the club, well, do you say, well, Herdy, you might be done, mate. Well, I don't think he's hanging around the club anymore. No. Uh, um but he's he, still getting he phone calls. They pretty much fed him his own rope with that one, though, yeah, because they told him that, that Hurdy was out, and so he's going, all right, well, I want, I'll have a job then. I want it, so I'll put said, my well, name out there for it. Actually, we kind of changed our mind. Yeah, we've changed our minds now, and it's happened to be the awards ceremony, and they got told that day. And the, the, I think you're right there. I mean, when this saga comes to an end, it, it could be danger for Hurd. But the thing is, I don't know if it's going to end. Because the thing is, oh, appeals, it seems like they've chosen their path and it's going to take an, a massive amount of humble pie to all of a sudden turn a dime and go, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Cut our losses. Yep. Let's, let's start again. But that's for both sides too, like the you know, Asada and Jurassic. Yeah, I yeah. mean, everyone's getting bogged down in was it legal, was it not? Shit was fucked up. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> just don't care anymore. Yeah, that's it. But if it, yeah, just end it and just go, you know what? you fucked up we can't really prove it it's just it's gone on too long it doesn't matter yeah, at this stage exactly um, you know half the players are gone yep let ones them, that aren't let them play fucking let mean. them sort it out in the civil court you can sue the club sue the AFL go for it but I've it's, had enough and it's not like they were mm. you know 22 and 0 when they were cheating yeah so. um, any other sacked coaches you got there I mean I think Malthouse is safe because they've publicly declared they're rebuilding yep um and I, I don't think they can afford to sack him. Plus, you know, Carlton, they don't really have a lot of upside at the moment. They're, no. they're going okay. They're not... I wouldn't see them making finals, but they're not expected to either. No, I don't think anybody expects them to Which, make finals. Uh, that's when coaches do tend to get sacked, is when they don't meet up to expectations. 
at the moment there's not really many expectations that come but um, a lot of the teams at the other end of the, of the ladder are new coaches that have only just signed or signed on and um, you're like so they're all safe for now uh, for this year at least um, but uh, yeah I think it's going to be a pretty tame year when it comes to coaching after the carnage of last year or at least until October at least until October I think a lot of the teams who are maybe in that, that area where they might have performance that will could warrant a, a coach's sacking. I think there might be other factors that they're going to attack first yeah, than yeah. the coaches. Yeah, de- definitely looking at the cattle first. Um, so back to one of the teams, because um, yep. I've ordered these questions really constructively. Mm-hmm. Um, who's finishing ninth? The Richmond Cup. The Richmond Cup. Yeah, I've got Brisbane filling in that slot. Yeah. Actually, I've got Brisbane as well. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to be make that three Brisbane. pretty damn good, but not quite good enough to get yeah. into the I'm, final eight. I'm very bullish on Brisbane because that, that midfield is just too good. Yeah, that um, midfield is really good. Stefan Martin's looking really good. Yeah. He's a yeah. ruck move forward. they got oh, it's Christensen. Yeah, Christensen. Alan Christensen as well has yeah. gone up there. He's I just think good. they're a season away from making finals. I think they need a bit more seasoning and a bit... Just one more player who can um, you know, either hold down the back line in a strong fashion or... Um, create options up forward I originally had them finishing uh, eighth and I moved it to ninth today because I promoted um, somebody else up above them Um, but yeah they've got everything right now it it looks like and I think they're ready to to catapult that's why I think at the minimum they'll they'll go ahead of that little middle group that they're currently in that's vying for probably let's say 14 or 12th up to 8th yeah I think they'll just jump to the top of that queue. And, you know, um, midfield's uh, where it's won and lost, and they've got a lot of class, you know, a, yeah. a lot of yeah. uh, elite midfielders, and, and even guys like Aish who are coming through. Yeah. Um, and uh, Paparone, who's a, you know, forward midfielder. I think Aish has been undersold a lot yeah. uh, outside of South, South Australia, just because his, his name is so um, yeah. recognised from the SANFL, from his old yep. man. But uh, he is damn classy. And yeah. I think we're going to see a lot from him. Uh, like I said it before, I was really impressed with him in round one against Hawks. Um, and uh, yeah, he had a couple of other good games throughout the year as well. Um, I, I think he's going to be good in a couple of years. Um, okay, so the big improver, um, let's say uh, player-wise, somebody who's going to go from a, a good player to a great player or, or above. Who we got? Well, I've got Dane Zorko. Zorko, you picked him the- See, I, reasons. I think he's almost already elite, but now he, if he does get um, uh, that medal that you reckon yeah. he will. I think he'll come up as the, sort of a leader in that group. But I just think I like that method of, of entering into the AFL of not necessarily getting to play when they're young and trying to mould them into the football that you want them to be, but letting them sort of discover what sort of footballer they are and they yeah. want to be and just getting that little bit of maturity underneath their belt and then coming into the AFL. I really like that that path and I think it develops really good players. So. You got Josh? Uh, I got Bontepelli. I think with Libertore out, there's going to be a lot more on his shoulders, and I think he's going to stand up to it. That's actually a good call. Yeah, I mean, his second year, and he had a great first year, so um, be interesting how he goes. Uh, especially, you know, uh, the inclusion of Boyd, I reckon, is going to um, help or hinder him more because um, he loves to, you know, kick a goal and, and run down forward. But uh, yeah, it will be interesting if it's common um, at Western Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know, with Libertore injured. Um, he's going to have to step up and if if he can handle the responsibility well yep. and Western Bulldogs uh, progress a little bit further well, it's that, going to be all, all due to him and they absolutely love him down there the, the, the Bont so um, he'll, he'll be a crowd favourite for sure um, I've picked two because I couldn't split um, I reckon 
with Dane Beams leaving Collingwood, uh, there's a, a key spot in the midfield open, and I reckon Marley Williams could be the man to take it. Um, Swan and Pendlebury are you know another year older, as you say. Yeah. Um, and Marley Williams, uh, you won't have the um, legal off-field issues yeah. leading into the season <laughs> like he did last year. So, um, I reckon he's just got the right um, he's got the right age group and the right style of play to really um, you know push and become their premier um, ball mover for Collingwood. Yeah. Um, and the other one I've got is Robbie Tarrant. Um, it's, just again going off NAB challenge. Um, he looks like he's finally found that he's going to be a backman. Yep. He's not floating, you know, we'll put you up forward, we'll put you up back. Well, they've got Jared yep. Waite now, who's going to take that second um, key forward role um, next to Petrie. Yep. So he's not going to challenge for that. Um, if he's more settled in his place, he can start to actually work on that. Um, yep. And I think that, um, especially with some of the um, injury issues that North have in their back lines, yeah. um, you know, fullback's taken. That's you know, Scotty Thompson, nobody's going to take that off him. No. I think that he can be that second key, forward, uh, key backman for them. Um, and if he doesn't this year, then you've got to really question his place on the list. Well, the problem with Thompson has always been his size. He's, yeah, he's a yeah. very, very smart fullback, but he doesn't. He's not big he's enough to play on. Fucker. He's not big enough to play on guys like uh, Franklin. Yeah, Franklin's given him a touch up a couple of times. Um, Thompson's got a few back as well, but uh, they've generally had to have a second person coming in to spoil. Yeah, and against Sydney this year, where you've got Tippett and Franklin, you need you a need big somebody bloke. Else. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and Robbie can jump. Yeah, yeah, um, and if, as long as he stays whole, he should have a, a pretty decent season back yeah, there. Yeah, I reckon he'd be all right. Um, the big improver team, I think we're, we've just about all named Brisbane, um, yep. haven't we? Because yep. we picked them to finish ninth. Yeah, although I think Gold Coast will... Um, I don't know if they'll be a big improvement, but they'll be a consistent improvement. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think we've already spoken about Brisbane, so we'll move on from that one. Who is gone missing? So who's the, the good player or great player that's now going to be questioning their place on the list? I've got Dangerfield. Because I reckon with uh, him coming out of into free agency, there's going to be a lot of questions. The coach is going to be like, well, are you, aren't you? I reckon he's gone. And what? I reckon uh, that's going to be on his mind for most of the season. So you reckon he's gone as a player uh, out, no, no, of, out of Adelaide? He's gone from Adelaide. You reckon he's leaving Adelaide? Yeah. Interesting. And for most of the season, I reckon he's, that's going to be on his mind. Uh, it's going to be distracting. And it's going to take his game down a step. It's already at a massive level. He's one yeah. of the the key midfielders of the he polled unbelievably well in the Brownlow last year in an injury interrupted seat. he looked like he's hurt yeah. every bloody game he played and I think oh. if, if he is gone that, that could be the factor in regards to the coach feeling out different opportunities for different players who are going to fill that role that, yep. he, that he's there and they might just put him on the side a bit maybe put him as a sub so that depends on who you're playing as well because yeah. you're not going to sacrifice wins just to give someone a bit of experience but well, wherever he goes, they'll be glad to pick him up. Oh, yeah. I think he's a quality. It'll be the biggest free agent. Um, I think this is just an exceptional situation where he hasn't come out and declared he's in, which pretty much means he's out. Um, it is rare that they stay. I mean, there has been a few, but not many. There's been more that have left. I think yeah. it's going to be a Franklin-like situation. Yeah. There's going to be too much money on offer for him not to take it. And the difference between the two situations is Franklin being a forward, you know, there's a lot less... Um, immediate impact as yep. a forward. You're depending on the ball travelling to you a little bit, whereas in the midfield, it's your responsibility to get the ball and travel. And I think um, there's going to be not quite as much harmony in that midfield because of that uncertainty and because the players, they're not dumb. They know that if he hasn't come out and said, I'm staying, then he's probably going to be leaving. So there's going to be some you know, tension there. And I think that'll result in his game going down. 
All right. Interesting. I've, yeah. I've gone another darky on this one. I'm a big fan of the, the dark horses. I love the dark horse, yeah. yeah. Hated Sub-Zero. <laughs> Fucking grey. Um, I've gone Pritis. Yeah, okay. I think, I, I think I Pritis is going missing. that. And not so much because I think he's going to have a bad year, but I think just a deteriorating team around him will just dry up a lot of possibilities and make him a lot easier to match up against. Yeah. He's been yeah, one that. of those players that have sort of flown under the radar for years yeah. and yeah. been a constant contributor. Now he's got the Brownlow medal, yeah. not under the radar anymore. Yeah. And that yeah, de- definitely that, got, that's why got, got I the talent, it. but I think just yeah, just circumstances will make him have to work a bit harder and probably not get results as easily as he did uh, last year. Yeah, um, still a good I, player though. Still I, talent. I considered Prittis. Um I got to admit, I picked a bit of an easy one here. I think um, yep. I, I said Adam Goods. I think yep. he's gone on one year too long. Yeah, and I yep. don't yeah. see him as part of Sydney's best twenty-two anymore. Yep. Although he had an okay grand final. Um, in, yeah. In a game where only two or three of the Sydney players can stand up and say they tried. And, or, and I mean, he's, he's been an ambassador for that team for so long. It's it's hard to say, Adam. We're done with you, mate. You yeah, that. you've got to you've got to let him make the call. Yeah, yeah. I think he's um, done enough for that club that he's earned that right. I, yeah, I I still think he should have made the call last year though. Yeah, yeah, me too. How many games has he got? Uh, three hundred and fucking plenty. Three hundred fifty odd. Yeah. I so I don't know. Maybe he's got his eye on four hundred, but I think it'll be a, a bridge too yeah. far for him. Yeah. But actually, bridging across to that, Fletcher and Harvey. For so long, four hundred games has seen seemed like. It was in Narnia that yeah. anyone would ever make it, and now you're going to get two in one season. Yeah, um, and I can't see either of those guys getting uh, told to step down. Well, no, you, you well Fletcher, Fletcher, yeah, he's been. I think he's been carried through. He's been nursed. Yeah, through. I think that, that's probably a better better word for it. I think he might. But, Harvey, yeah. but what are you going to do without him? I mean. Essendon and Art, they're not making finals. And with the whole crap that's gone on in the background, exactly. you need something to toast. So and that's it, yeah. His 400th will be that. It will oh. definitely be a, a PR and club win. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? A, a merchandising win too. But just just think of all the all the old old players that have come back for the celebration and sure they have function after function and yep. be one massive circle jerk down there. Yeah. <laughs> I no, fit. 400 has only been done twice before in the history of the game yeah. so it's worth celebrating of course yeah, it absolutely it's just a weird thing we end up with two in the same season so like yeah. I said I, I don't care if he breaks both his legs um, you still wheel him out for that four, 400th game yeah it, nobody retires on 390 yeah 390 plus whatever else um, unless you're Mark Taylor <laughs> 334 yeah that's what yeah. I was too but uh, I can I can see Harvey going on next season based on his. Oh, absolutely! Season. He's been it. Yeah, he's he's the true Benjamin Button of the AFL. Which is uh, it was going backwards in age. Probably one of his best years. Going forwards in talent out of the last five or six. And I think mm. with the sub rule now, it suits his style as well. Like he could be for next season, the season after, yeah. even a super sub that just comes on after half time, three quarter time, whatever, and right. kicks his quick two or three and job done. There's a conversation that you'd love to be on a fly on the wall for. Um, Scott talking to Harvey to tell him you're the sub. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, an angry word spoken there both ways. But I will tell you what, though, if, if they're like, oh, but I can I can play the forward pocket, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll probably kick a couple. But that, oh, all right, yeah, yeah. That role is the um, senior player on the um, uh, with a sub vest. Um, Gian Syracuse for Bulldogs played it to perfection last year. Yeah, he did, um, and, and was he he knew that was his role. And he loved it. Go. He loved, loved it. it. Yeah. But he he looked like he was fifty seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of salt and pepper going on. Yep. But he did some, you know, real crafty things. Gave Richmond a touching up at, at the end and won got, the game. Got a win over them. Won the game with experience that time. Yep. Funny thing is, speaking of crafty things, Harvey's well known for his um, sneakiness. 
Yeah. Um, pretty much resulted in the whole um, interchange gate rule when he came off from the back of the bench and then the Swans player followed him and well, had 19 to, on the field. To be fair, he comes from an era of North Melbourne where sneakiness was at a premium. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sneaky little bugger. So I can I can imagine him... Um, Hanging around toilet stalls. <laughs> imagine him running on, going to the CUB... Um, uh, logo. Logo. Rubbing his hands up on the red, putting the red all over his jacket, and be like walking along the boundary as if he's still got the red vest on, all of a sudden running on, kicking a quick snap. I thought you were going to say he's pretend he's a Bulldogs player or something. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't put it past him. He could, he could be that right. right. I'm open. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> if he hasn't called for a ball from the opposition, oh, yeah. fucking, I'm, I, I'm not sitting here. I'm saying he does it every game. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I reckon everyone actually already knows Boomer's voice. Yeah. It's just from hearing it so often. They don't even look shut up. Yeah. It's not him calling for it. It's just him just giving his shit. I'll tell you what, though, if you're the opposition, you'd. you'd Sledge back and be like, boom, you dropped two bucks. What? Where? <laughs> I, th- I thought it was nice of Crowley to sit out this year for him. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> so he doesn't have to pinch him. Um, okay, then the last question we've got, who's going to be the big slider of a team? Yeah, I've got Collingwood. Where they finished last year? They finished 10th or 11th. Something like that, 12th, somewhere yeah. around there. And you, you reckon even lower? Yeah, I reckon they're going to drop down to around 14. Um, there's, there's too many in the basement for them to drop much further. I mean... Essen and St Kilda are filling the bottom two spots. I, I don't think you're going to find a bookie that will take it a bet of otherwise. Nope. But um, I think Collingwood's going to slide down to round 14. Yeah, um, they had what, the worst injury list come round 23 I've ever seen last year. Um, so, so it'd be interesting to see how they bounce back from that. And obviously, losing Dane Beams is a massive... Um, yeah, well, it hasn't started out too well with Greenwood injured. Um, Greenwood, yeah. And I, I think he's a quality player. But uh, 10 weeks out, it's going to be probably uh, three and a half to four months before he's back to a quality standard. To, yeah, to AFL fitness and form level. Yeah, and this is a bloke who didn't think he was um, part of Norse plan going forward. So if he's out for half the season, he's got to be feeling the pressure to perform and how he's going to respond. But there's an obvious hole in the midfield left by Ben's. <coughs> So, you know, there was a place there, but, um, yeah, if you're missing the first half of the year, somebody else can jump up and own it. And if a bloke like Marley does, you know, does green, uh, does, um, you get back in the side. And if he doesn't, same shit having the same bloke twice. So, uh, you you were checking the ladder from last year? I was. uh, uh, Well, who was that, sorry? Collingwood finished? Collingwood um, finished 11th. Okay, so, yeah, around that mark. For me, I was... I mean, I, I didn't anticipate huge movements, like a massive slide or anything, but yep. tell you, what, you you struggle to find someone go more cold on a team than me today because I reckon Freo might be the ones that <laughs> slide down. <laughs> I've had them top four at the start of the show and now I'm writing them off. No finals for Freo. <laughs> Within half an hour, they've gone half out. Half an hour, gone cold on them. That's but a darkie. It, it, it could be that they... They don't improve. They don't get any worse. Yeah. And yeah. that's enough to make them slide. And the other one I had was, was probably West Coast. And even that was maybe a drop of three or four places. Five places. See, West Coast is such a funny side because um, they've got talent. But yeah. God, some of them just seem a bit downhill skiers sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit happy with their skills. Yep. And, and you, I don't know if the hard work's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and they've lost... Uh, their captain retired um, in Glass last year, yep. and then their True. best and fairest has done his knee, Mackenzie. So he's out for the year. Still getting over the loss of Spanger. Still getting over the loss of Spanger. <laughs> Everyone could use Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I I put the Tigers down as mine. Um, yep. You know, finishing eighth. I that were the. I can only see 
two teams from last year's eight missing out, and that being the Tigers and Essendon. Yeah, and there are a lot of um, teams that are primed to make a crack at uh, finals as well, which yeah. makes it really hard to shuffle it around, and it's obviously it's the musical chairs game, really. It's a good thing. You know, we say, everyone says it every year, there's... Yeah. 14 teams that are going to make the eight this year. So, Well, that's been the exciting battles in the last couple of seasons is the last few rounds and fighting over that 10th to 7th spot. Yeah. Um, which, um, you know, last year it proved a great story with the Tigers marching in. Yep. Um, yeah, and then getting I, pissed out. But I did love Mick Martin's... Uh, his reporting of that uh, whole period was brilliant. He's at the game, he's pumped Mick up. Mick Martin, is that a right? <laughs> no, not... <laughs> shit. Not Mick Martin, fucking um, Triple M. Mick Malloy? Mick Malloy, Malloy yeah. Yeah, Mick Martin actually probably wasn't so excited. And <laughs> no, I, I don't imagine him on radio either. No, it was on Channel 7 um, on the before the, well, the Channel 7 game day or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, oh, um, where he was watching the, the Swans game. And yeah. Speaking of Channel 7, for fuck's sake, this season... We want at least one camera angle from behind the plate so we can see down the field. Yeah. Don't have to do it the whole way. Just so when someone's got a mark, give us a look at what's going on downfield from behind the player that's kicking the ball. And fuck off the spider cam. Yeah, that's it. I can eat a dick. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that's uh, what we reckon is going to happen in 2015. Yep. Um, we'll revisit this at the end of the year and see who was right. 2015, or... year of the dark horse. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Why is that not a team? You know, the, the dark horses? Dark horses. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Goods wouldn't play for him. <laughs> All right, Lewis. On that note, cheers. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.